Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoon to you. Happy Monday. Lori and Julia show. My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. It's going to be another fun week here of Talk Radio on the show. So do stay with us, won't you? Thank you so much. Yeah, Johnny. It's Monday, everybody. It's Monday, and I read a very interesting thing in Paul Douglas. And it said every single weekend since summer started, one of the days it's been rainy. We're we're approaching. It's the record. I couldn't even believe it. But yeah, anyway, how about, I mean, I hope we all had a nice weekend claim to fame on the sunny, sunny day. Or maybe you had one on the rainy, rainy day. What's yours, Donnie? Uh, Mine would be. Oh, dear. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Michael Benedetto. Tony Bennett, last night at the Orpheum. Oh, my gosh. How many silver-haired people were there? <laughs> you know, the age spread was, was all over all over the That's place. Just... It was jammed. And uh, what I can tell you is he's going to be 92, uh, 93 on Saturday. Unbelievable. He played a lot longer than Cardi B did at her <laughs> oh, concert. 50 minutes. <laughs> he played w- 50 minutes, but well it was a tight concert. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People were happy. She sold it out. I don't know. I got to tell you, yeah. I mean, he's 92. Yeah. He gets around the stage, he's slow, but his voice is a perfect no. But mm-hmm. at 92, he's still hitting some amazing, amazing. That's notes. Cool. That's cool. Really amazing. And he that, looks fabulous. I was like Casey and I's second date, Tony Bennett. I got really? free tickets at Mystic, and I was almost embarrassed to ask him because this would have been 21 years ago right. when Tony wasn't in the resurgence that he's in. Yeah. Now, people were taking him for granted at the age of 70-something. Yeah, right. And, and Casey and I went, and it was... Maybe two because it's the casino, but I mean, it was like, like busloads of nursing homes had oh. let people <laughs> off there, okay. and and we were know. like the youngest people there. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, kind of something. Nice but I'm glad that's so cool that you know that he's still going and he's still so good amazing, and so. he's reinvented himself several times since I last saw him. Yes. Well, of course, the whole Lady Gaga duet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Julia, how about you? Was your little weekend claim to fame, Missy? I, I have to say, I slept a lot. You did? Well, you must have been tired. I was so tired. Or last you had somebody week. fun in your bed. I don't well, know. Both. <laughs> okay. Oh. And, um, <laughs> we, my girlfriend and I, invited us to ourselves to someone's pool on Saturday. Our friend who was out oh. of town. That was so much fun to be by a pool. Oh, I, I, listen, that was my claim was to hot. fame. I was on I was on White Bear Lake with my girlfriend Sheree, mm-hmm. who knows how to drive a boat. Anchor. We bobbed around at whatever beach that was that you bob around in. 
You I, know, the I have anchor, never been their version of Big Island. I've never been on a boat on White Bear Lake. Oh, ever. It's, it's so fun because they've got that little island, that little uh, Manitou Island. Never been. And my friend was telling me, Jill, that you know Bruce Springsteen was gonna. Uh, buy a home on the island. I think no. I think that's who she said, Bruce Springsteen. And I said, Are you sure he's yeah. on the East Coast? Why wouldn't he buy something closer to New oh, Jersey? Right. But uh, anyway, it's like a little road to get on the island. I've seen. You've I've seen, seen the properties. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. In the paper, you know, in the newspaper and stuff. But I've never ever been on a on a boat ride on the lake. And my girlfriend says, "Be at Tally's dockside at noon." And I mean, it was like there was valet parking. My parking gene, I would write in one of the four free spaces in front. Of course you were. I, I, too, yeah. you and I had just a, real, a rainbow up your ass. I do. <laughs> I, I had a big, heavy cooler because I told the girls, I'm bringing the snacks. Yeah. You know, because I know how to bring boating snacks. <laughs> I do. I'm good at it. What's a boating snack? Well, like I had cucumbers and tzatziki and, you know, a Messy nice things to spill on a bunch. Oh, no, I brought a I brought a nice uh, cheesecloth towel and napkins and a little spreader. And yeah, no, we were real. You know, and then if you had a big bite of the taco dip, a dip I made, you just bit out over the water. You did? Yeah. yeah. B- biting out over the water. Yeah. But it was beautiful. Beautiful. I felt so lucky to be in a boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, it's... I'm I mean, you. I was just like so happy to be by water because it was just like a it beautiful felt, day. It felt Warm. heavenly. It did. Yes, it really did. And then... I played tennis in that heat, and I overheated. Oh, you did. Later That's in the why afternoon. you slept a lot. You probably had a little dehydration. Well, I played at like five on Saturday afternoon, and I was just like dying. Yeah, dying. Yeah, you got to get the Pedialyte. I know. I don't have any of that in my home. If you're gonna play tennis in the heat of the day, I just I overheat lately. Well, I, I mean, it's something new. I mix. I just never used you, to overheat like well, I do now. Uh, but you haven't had as many practice hot days. There, thank you, Lori. Yes, I mean we <laughs> usually have had more practice at heat by now. We're yeah. gonna really be dying at the fair. I'm just gonna say it. Um, if it's really, really hot because we're out of heat practice. We are. We've had so I, little of I it. I think that is so true because I was like, why am I dying? I was dying. Oh, and, and I, I, you know, I drank a lot of water throughout yeah. the day and everything to make sure I was ready, but woo. Yeah. Well, then, then we're, okay, so I'm with a couple of high school gal pals and mm-hmm. then, uh, and then uh, another gal, Jill, and Cherie thought you were coming with. She was all ready for you, but... Um, I was invited the day before, tell her. Well, I know, but for a boating thing, like a know. summer thing, take your pick of what is the best pick. That's what I say. I'm going to... Yeah. Very, yeah on a fr- and be flexible and be change whatever you want. That's right. Do what you want. So anyway, so we're sitting there, and I said, girls, you know, Duluth East, our high school is having the 60th anniversary of the high school, and there's all these random class parties. And I said, and our class, which is probably one of the funnest classes to ever come out of Duluth Of course, because you were in it. Well, the drinking age was 18 and superior, mm-hmm. 19 in Minnesota, rich kids, lots of land, keggers, music, Park Point, natural places to be outside you could get into discos just to dance and spirit it was a wild brilliant time okay so our class is fun and fond of each other and i find out there's there's a party not only is there a party but it's outside at somebody's property oh fantastic with a bonfire and How keg were you not invited wow. yet? no i it was all on facebook oh, and stuff it. so classes so anyway i've like been 
I like that idea of an all school, at least five years, you know, take a Yeah, because there could be other kids from the class of 78 like, or 76 yeah. coming to our thing and um, bonfire lighting. What does that mean? Bonfire lighting, Julia. It gets dark at like 845. Oh, you mean you're going to have a bonfire? Yes, yeah, so but it's bonfire lighting for everyone oh. is going, going to look oh. good. People don't have to worry about fluorescent lights at a bar oh. or a country club. Okay. Oh, I get it. And our bonfire class lighting. did um, so much outside partying. <laughs> that you'll recognize each other's looks in, in the dark. at the bonfire. That's right, Julia. Who's got the keg of beer? Uh, that's exactly right. So, oh, my. I thought it was a special event no, where they no, light the no, bonfire. No, no. Bonfire kegger, like what you had in high school, yeah. you know, outside. Bonfire lighting. I feel like we didn't have many bonfires. We were always trying to ditch the police. Yeah, Duluth is way easier to get yeah, away with stuff. Yeah, it was farther away. Farther I mean, away. If you plus had a bonfire, were, it would tell everyone where you were. Yeah, plus there were all kinds of places off Seven Bridges Road and up Skyline Boulevard and Brighton Beach and Park Point. You had way more, you had way more natural habitat. Than like the, the two-foot-wide <laughs> right. beach at the Minnesota Mississippi River that yeah, we had. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now I've gotten a bunch of people like, you know. Like, when is it? It's Saturday. I'm so- this Saturday? Yeah. Oh wow. I needed something to do. Well, there you go. No, I was just like I'm like Sherry. We can't miss it. We go to everything. <laughs> I and, love it. And we're already going to miss one night because they're having something at Grandma's on Friday night. And it's just killing me. But I got to drive, Sherry. I promised her. You know. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a blast. Yeah. So anyway, you know me. I, any reunion, anything, I'm there. You are. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough of. And only Julia did this, even though we all committed to doing it. Now, Donnie, why are we playing this song? Okay, you missed it. What? And here's why I played it. I was trying to be real clever to tie into something you said. In the trees, down the seven bridges, road. Who knew they were singing about Duluth? I know. About the parties at Seven Bridges Road. How about that? Eagles uh, singing about Duluth. We never specifically knew. at a hollow called Keep Smiling. <laughs> oh, for I crying bet. out loud! <laughs> Speaking of the Eagles, I looked into going to the Eagles in Vegas. Yeah, tickets are like four thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's an experience. Yep. You know, it's like ah, going to Vegas. It just being in Vegas pumps it up. Yep. By about two, yeah, is what I'm thinking. Thank you, Elvis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. By about two. Okay, so our story was on Friday. We were all going to see, pretty sure, because we were pretty sure one day it would rain. Once upon a time in, in Hollywood, Hollywood mm-hmm. the Quentin Tarantino movie with Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I get a text from my friend Blues Fest Jean, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, Brad Pitt is unbelievably hot in Once Upon a Time in America." The music, I just loved it. What did you think? Because she listens and mm-hmm. she heard us say, mm-hmm. well, Donnie didn't go. No. I didn't go. No. I was busy boating and no, then couldn't work it in. seeing other friends and just having fun and making no time for movies. Mm-hmm. You were the only one who went. I was. Shocking. And Shocking. Let, <laughs> no, let me just tell you that we. Because it's a two hour and 45 minute movie, which you knew going in. I and did. that's not your favorite thing. No, it isn't. And to make matters even a little more interesting, it's 25 minutes of previews. True. I love the previews. Okay. But that's now three and a half hours spent sitting. So thank goodness I bought the tickets online ahead of time. 
because there weren't many left. Okay, the theater the was theater, full. Completely full, and these were the last two left together, and I bought them like six hours prior wow. to the movie. And um, I chose going to a movie with the nice seats, AMC Invergrove, you know, yeah, with the relaxing that's seats. That's nice, that's good, I, that was smart. I kind of like that. So, um, went with the guy, he did not like it. Yeah. It, very much at all. Okay. And this is... Um, I'm sorry, did he say why? Um, he don't <laughs> Well, here's here's what happened to me is that and you just have to enjoy it for a ride. It's not like they're they're making a big statement. They're not making it's an experience of one absolutely amazing acting. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with everything they say about Leonardo DiCaprio. He's and amazing. Brad Pitt is still hot. Yeah. He's still I don't got care. It. He still is hot. Okay. Um, so is Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. And sensitive. And how about Timothy Oliphant and his little role? He was kind and- of, he kind of, his twang was kind of interesting. So there's like a lot of characters. There, There's characters in the movie and there's moments. If you're, if you're waiting for it. Um, for a story to I happen? took a nice break though, don't get me wrong. What does that mean, a nap? No. I went to the ladies room at oh. a part. <laughs> I went to the bar. <laughs> And got a glass of wine. Okay. I visited with people who heard me ask if where to fill my water. Okay. Oh, you're Julia from the show. Okay. What are you seeing? So I fanned. Uh, I got you, fanned and took pictures. Yeah, would you agree that Tarantino has made a movie that's basically a love letter to L.A. in a certain time? Yeah, and but that's, not like La La Land. Like, no, no, but it's a love letter to late 60s film and television as it was... Done and made, and how the scene was. Yeah, and it was fun. The friendship between Brad and Leo, I liked that a lot. And while I was reading all this hate about the um, the woman that plays um, Margot Sharon Robbie, Tate, Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Oh, I heard she's so great. Well, I was reading it's sexism. Blah, oh, blah, blah. well, that's how it was then. I know. I absolutely loved loved her. Yeah, yes. I loved her. Chris Hewitt did, too. I absolutely loved her in a Joradevi. Yeah, the movie. And Uh, just lightness. Yeah. And And don't you think that's kind of a cool thing? Because we have this image of Sharon Stone as just being the woman, yeah, Sharon Tate. Who was murdered. murdered. That's all I know about her. And that you don't, that she was this incandescent actress. She was delicious. Because if you didn't see Valley of the Dolls. Which I didn't. Yeah, which, you know. A lot of people haven't. A a lot of people haven't. So there you go. And And I, so I thought she was really, delightful and knowing that she was in these other movies which i never knew about and then they the way they um quentin quentin tarantino brought in the whole charles manson piece was interesting too okay and i like how that winded throughout and Uh i I thought leonardo was really good and i'm saying he's gonna be not they got an oscar campaign that's gonna happen all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Behind him if he gets what? nominated, because this movie is the first Tarantino film he's made without Harvey Weinstein. Oh. And if you look at the marketing of it, they build this movie as the only tent pole adult. Uh, movie of the summer. And and if you went to the movie theaters yesterday, it was packed. I was so happy. Yeah. I had to park so far away. Okay. That doesn't happen. Because it was second behind Lion When King. I used to go to Harmar and they had those those bathrooms of different colors oh, and I carpets. With the, the little sink, stalls in the sink. And you'd have red. And Donnie, yeah. it was the carpet, the sink, the toilet, the mm. sink, the faucet, the door. Yeah, green, that red, oh. gold. There were all these different colors. That was a classic. I love that movie theater. I, I loved it. Mm. But I remember we'd have to go early because there'd no, be nowhere to so park. So all of the set, everything is just like so 60s. Yes, and, and the, the smoking. The only thing I was like, oh, how can they smoke that much, you know? Mm. But I. Um, but everybody did. Yeah. But the way they tied in... The Charles Manson piece was mm-hmm. very interesting. It was just a. I wanted it to to move faster at the beginning. Yeah, because I needed to know what we're talking about here. But it's just a slow, smooth screw. Isn't that a drink? Yeah. Screwdriver? Yeah. A what slow is screw. A slow screw. Yeah, that's a drink. It's just a slow. Oh, I didn't know that. And I don't. And if you need yeah. to take a break in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think it in really have a bite to eat. I mean, really seriously. I when it was all said and done, liked it. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know, and I think you will love it. Yeah, Lori, I think so. I, I you mean, will love it. I've had to avoid spoilers yeah. because apparently there's something that you. I'm not telling you anything. No, you're not just tell, saying anything. But I've been avoiding like. Oh, you have to because some things are so completely different than what you think. Right. Right. But, but in the daughter of um, Andy McDowell, the the toes, the toes up on the dash with Brad Pitt. But but she's so compelling on the big screen. Well, Boy. we loved her in Fosse Verdon. She was kind but on of, the big screen. Lord, yeah, she okay, is, that's true. She's pretty. Yeah, it's all right. And I just think there was some and, and some of the characters. Okay, now is your guy a Quentin Tarantino he fan? Liked, he liked Pulp Fiction a ton. Okay, so because here's the one. Over the the same, the one critique I've picked up on from particularly people who are big Quentin Tarantino right. fans, which tend to be guys, you yes. know, they love yes. Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, true. Yep. Um, is that in? Because he's a he's an amazing director, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino. Right. But his storytelling in the last couple movies have fallen. Uh, I mean, people love Jackie Brown, but like The Hateful Eight. Um, I mean, that no. was a no, terrible. It, the I storytelling didn't make any right. sense. Yeah. And anyway, so some people wish that the I sto- want someone else to call who saw it. All right, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we'll yeah. take it after our break. Well, just, or, or Donnie can just take yeah. phone calls and get right. yes, yes or so. Nays. Finish the, the right. storytelling. There's some the story critiquing that, that it moves he, like a slow screw. Thank you, Jaya. but it's worth it. In yeah. the end, all right. But take a break it, in the middle. All right, there you go. Mm-hmm. There's the you can put you can put that in your movie review pocket and bank it, people. We'll be back. Oh, 
been shaking I love it when you go crazy You take all my inhibitions Baby, there's nothing holding me Hollywood, the Tarantino movie that did second only to The Lion King. Yes. So I think they were expecting to do 30, so it did 40, so... And they need to make a ton. And it though. has been the only like adult, adult, wide release movie wide that release, isn't yes. based on a Marvel that's character. What I mean. right. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, it was original. Yeah. yeah. All right. right. So, so, Donnie, what did our uh, callers that did see it? Uh, what did they weigh in with? Got two up, and one down. No, two down and one up. Okay. Uh, first caller hated it. Mm-hmm. Oh, she said uh, there's no plot. Mm-hmm. And about half, a quarter of the theater left before it was over. Really? Okay, I yeah. didn't see any of that. All okay. right, that's fine. Uh, second caller, boring. <laughs> like I said, you need a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Poorly directed. Oh. But Leo was good. Leo, okay. She I said, was. wait till it comes out on DVD. Really? Oh, really? Now, the third person said, Loved it. Different. Uh, brilliant direction. And she said, yeah, there's not much of a plot. She says, it's kind of like, and Julia alluded to this, a winding road through the 60s. It is. Okay. Late 60s, early yeah. 70s. And she said, if you're over 60, go see it, because it's some parts are about your childhood. Yeah. And if you're, say, under 50, go see it if you want to find out about the 60s. Yeah. So there you go. All right. I, I you know... I. I just think you have to. Um, I think Casey, I got a little. I think Casey, Casey won't like it. And and so you know, my guy said that it was it's it drug on. You know, like yeah. it didn't need to be so long. Yeah, yeah. Casey wants more action same, from Tarantino. Same, same. Like and, he didn't hate the Hateful Eight the way I did. I never even saw it because it it satisfied the you know he likes the violence and the quirky craggy right. mm-hmm. man characters right. uh, male characters that always populate a tarantino yes. film and you know? i think i just thought it was it was visually stunning yeah because and how about the soundtrack yeah it was fun it i mean was. i i but i like i said i took a nice break in the yeah. middle all right um <laughs> i would like to um i have a bone to pick okay with the show two before ours you know which one that is on the station? Two before ours. Two before ours. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Don and Steve. Uh huh. Yeah, those guys. Apparently, I felt like they had a segment today called Slam Julia. What? Uh, they, you know, well, do this. sometimes on a Monday after you haven't done much on the weekend, <laughs> you gotta. You gotta dig into the shows on top of you to bring some of the magic and sprinkle it all they over. They were desperate you. for content. Let's, That's right. let's just say that. Yeah. And okay. it wasn't intentional, though. I will have to say, but it turned into it. So I was got done working out, and I'm driving around in my car to do some errands, and all of a sudden, I just catch it. It's words you can't stand. Like when someone says it, it just brings them to a different level for you. Like you hate them. Yeah. Like if someone says, I mean, what's one word that someone will say and you're just like, oh, you ignorant person, you or something, you know, that just the list is too long. I know. Long say right now. So, OK, so it's uh. a long list. I think Steve's word that he hates. Oh, gosh, is um, darling with an H. You like because Elizabeth says, hello, darlings. Every once in a while, it reminds him too much of Mariah Carey and mm-hmm. he can't stand it. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of what done is where. Well, the first caller, I swear to God. Well, I can't tell you how much it drives me crazy when I have to listen to that show. You know, the one at the end of the day with the two girls. Oh, they're taking a page from my book. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, but this isn't Steve and Donna. This no, is no, a caller. I get that. I get that. just saying I once in a while have to listen to it. Those mm-hmm. horrible two women. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's about us. Yeah. Just her description of us yeah. initially, I'm like, wow, that's that's 
aggressive. Yeah. For ten thirty in the morning or yeah. whatever it was. And did, did they did they defend you and Not say what really. are you talking about? They just were waiting for it. So they didn't bring it up. They didn't. No, they okay. totally didn't bring it up. But I felt like it was a private conversation. All the listeners that listened at that time slamming me. I was sensitive, okay, that maybe. Was one person, okay. Miss Thin. So then she said some word, and then I heard another one. You know, another person call uh-huh, in about another word, and you know, Julia does this all the time. And then I heard another one, and I was going to call in and just say, "Excuse me." Yes. Wait and complain during our show, right? right about me, right. so I can at least defend myself. <laughs> but I sent, I sent, you know, messages to Steve right afterwards because I didn't have time to say. And yeah. I'm like, gosh, where did kinda... where did they have your back at all? I I didn't did... get to hear it because I got out of the car to go into the grocery store. Then okay, so right now you're real housewife no, hot story. No, I then I go in and see, um, you know, the producer Ryan. Yeah, and I said, "What was that? A hate Julia moment on the show today?" I was uh-huh. going to call in. I wish you what of he said, and I'm. They were desperate. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> they were desperate. They really, they really were. But it went, I think it was two segments, and not about me, yeah, but just about words and stuff. But I just felt like every time I got into the car, someone yeah. was slamming me, and I thought, "Wow, there's a lot of hateration out there on a Monday morning." Well. It's not hate. It's, no, it, 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 the one also, woman, the first one, though. Oh, but when you're I have... inviting people to complain. This would never occur to me. It would never do occur it. to me to use our radio time for that. I don't want to hear. <laughs> I don't. This is not a place for you people to complain. It's called confession. Yeah, not complaining. Okay. Whatever. I it let people like... complain when you're out of town. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's just fine. But that is because sometimes people like it. But I was just like, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Well. What have I done? I'm going to send this segment to those two. Oh, yeah? Do, okay, do it. That's I mean, full of delicious shade. Yeah, Donna and Steve, please pull up a lawn chair under my shady palm tree. No, yeah. it's Lori's. No, what? I was just like, okay. Because I didn't hear any of the defending because I kept getting out of my car. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that's a nice way of sort of saying, well, maybe they defended me behind my they back. They could have. But here's the bigger problem is just the topic at hand. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, the topic, where are we going with that topic? <laughs> well, I just thought, yeah. the minute I heard what it was, I thought, oh no. Yeah. I did feel like, oh no. Yeah. I feel like people have loaded this at me because it's really, what word don't I say that people don't hate? Well, where are we going with this conversation? Exactly. Oh, it's just exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, come on, Steve. Come you on, know, where are we going I mean, with this the, it, it, it's, the, it's very funny, and people like to call in like, uh, I, I know they do, but I don't want the grammarians. You don't want the grammarians? No, I don't. Okay. Ain't yeah. nobody got time for that. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners who are driving in traffic or maybe relaxing on a walk around the lake, they don't have time for, for that. the grammarians. That's what we've been told to pronounce one word correctly since we've started. That's right. Which February. Is- Mm-hmm. And actually, That's we haven't hard. gotten that email in a very it's long a time. Ten years at least. No, we all say it correctly. February. Even Julia. I can even say, say that one February. right. February. Yeah. February. And I'll follow it up with librarian milk. <laughs> now, wow. just to get people in Pascetti <laughs> and frustrated. <laughs> what other bad words do I have? Oh, and there's so many. So Who the hell knows? Okay. We're already spending so much time on this. Well... I want to bring up something good and gossipy. Okay, do okay? it. Do it. So, do you know what uh, Cameron Diaz, without using Google, you two, what her first Hollywood break was? I do. 
because I read the story. Oh. What is it? The Mask. The Mask. Okay, it, never had acted mm-mm. before. That was her first movie? That was yep. her first movie. Did not she was that. up against him. Well, here are some. She had eight callbacks before she got the role that mm-hmm. changed her life. So they considered Jennifer Conley in The Mask okay. against Jim Carrey, Vanessa Williams, Christy Swanson. I don't even know who that Ooh. is. Eight is enough. Oh, which one was she? She was, or, or am I this? thinking Christy McNichol? I'm no, thinking Christy, Christy McNichol. McNichol. I don't know. Christy, Christy McNichol was considered no, for no, Christy Swanson. I oh, think Christy she was a hot okay. brunette that might have been in a video or something. Anna Nicole Smith yeah, had a one. studio offer to play, you know, the Coco Bongo club singer, Tina Carlisle. Mm. However, she, when they met her, they said she was lively and bumpy. She but was she, bubbly. But lively and bubbly. Bubbly. But, but had nothing else to offer. She was not equipped to play the role, which <laughs> means she couldn't remember a line yeah, and she that. looked great on camera. And Cameron Diaz wore a three-inch padded bra and had her singing scenes dubbed by Susan Boyd. Uh, in the original movie, right. but she came in and sang it. And uh, the director said, when I saw the chemistry chemistry between her him and Jim Carrey, it was unbelievable, but we had to do eight callbacks, including she and Jim having to do, Cameron Diaz, uh, having to do improv before I could convince the producers to hire this unknown actress, fresh face. She's like number 10 down on the IMDb credits. Yeah. Wow. It, it was, yeah, her yeah. very first role. So yeah. they, yeah. And, and now she Nicole, doesn't act anymore. And, and the, it, the producers wanted her. They're like, oh, we'll be able, she'll be great as this kind of Jessica Rabbit type uh, right. person. And geez, when you look at the um, pictures of of both Cameron, Cameron and Jim Carrey look so young. Oh, gosh, yes. She remember? still had her Orange County thin eyebrows. Yeah, and, and <laughs> she did. And don't you remember when, I mean, my best friend's wedding, she was so She did so that, right? Young. I mean, it just, like, catapulted yeah. her. Like, so, uh, if anyone has any questions about why Cameron Diaz is not acting, she's been acting for a long time, and she, she has. had a lucky, like, she kind of had, like, a Julia Roberts sort of story. In 1994. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She so, did. Um, anyway, there is a book. Um, we did that is uh, Do we have time? Well, we can talk about we'll talk about another book and then we'll come back to the okay. other book. But you know that guy Ian Helperin? He has written celebrity books, Michael Jackson, yes. Angelina Jolie. He writes real sort of tabloidy, but they're New York Times bestsellers mm-hmm. for a week or two. Yes. Now he has set his eyes on Jennifer Aniston, and the book is called Friends with Benefits. Oh, dear. And um, apparently he's spoken to 350 sources for his Aniston unauthorized biography. And um, uh, his book will reveal the public fallout from her marriage to Pitt, that it was prolonged and deeply affected her, that she's vowed to never speak a word to Angelina Jolie. Um, Nobody in Hollywood ever expects her to be in the same room unless it's like a award type of they, yes, which they have been. It would just feel so awkward. Angelina stole her man. I just hate that. Like the man had like is a right. dog and was just taken. I know he's got free will too. Come on. Anyway, Helper and claims his his book will. 
revisit the insane Bermuda Triangle and how it left Jennifer devastated and mentally torn. And that she spends $200,000 a year on maintaining her shape and her face. And she doesn't seek happiness. She seeks well-being. And she looks better than Angelina. And she's older than Angelina, said one Ooh. One of the mm. little things. Okay, well, here's what oh, I would say. Uh, yeah, tell me. Okay. There can't you know. be much there. We already know everything. Well, I can't think of anything, no. Yeah. I feel like we've gone through He could just take this. a bunch of old Us I, Weeklies yeah. and put it together yes. in a book. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, throw in some peoples. Yeah. And then Jennifer let her husband, uh, Justin Thoreau, post on his Instagram page. They um, put Dolly, their German Shepherd. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That they shared, shared down. down. And Justin has a new restaurant bar in the West Village. So Is that why he did it? I, I think so. Because now we all read the Instagram from Justin because Jennifer... Yeah, she doesn't have no. Insta. So. But their hands were together over the shepherd you with You can't flowers. have my face, but you can dolly. You can, you can dolly. do my hand. And she yeah. had a nice manicure. I did yeah. notice her mm-hmm. nails. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that's, that's nice that they're friend enough. But, you know, well, they weren't even really married. But they were together. No, I know, but they, they were, were together. Whatever. Yeah, they were yeah. Together. But I wonder if Ian will ter- will have that in his book, Friends with Benefits, that Justin Thoreau was the ultimate do you think, friend do you with th- benefit because they never, ever even got married for Do real. you think, though, um, yeah, I guess I don't know. And then I, yeah. I mean, that would mind. be the only, you know, thing that hasn't I don't know. been since. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, we have rehashed it. this. We Over have spent hours. We could write this damn book. I- Again, and we should talk about a personal feeling and give our timeline on it because it affected us. (laughs) Deeply. Oh, we got in so many fights. All right, listen. We We did. When we come back, we are going to talk a little TV, including Sex and the City writer Candace Bushnell, something that she's written in her new book. And darling, I know it's getting late. Gosh, here we are, here we are. Here and we here's are. what be- is back in the news. Sex and the City writer Candace Bushnell, 60, admits she regrets choosing a career over having children as she is now truly alone. This whole... She has a new book out. Donnie yep. tried to get her on her show. Yeah. But we have the book and people... And tell, Give us a description it, of the well, book. Well, the book is called Is There Sex After 60? Is There Still Sex in the City? And it's and it's inspired and from it's, her life and aftermath from her. I mean, recent it's divorce. just like you know her her book, Sex and the City. It started out as a column yeah. in the New York Observer, right. which became the TV show. And she was a consultant on the show. She married a guy from the ballerina, the ballerino, Charles Osgard. And so she, she calls this book. Um, the book she, comes out in August, but and we this both is have the inter- copy. We have one copy, and. Okay, but this is an interview in the Sunday Times magazine. This might, I don't know if this is exactly in the book. Right. Okay, but here's the section. Mm -hmm. So the book is fiction inspired from her life in the aftermath of her own divorce. She dives into what she calls middle age sadness. It's not fiction. It says this. I'm reading it in the story I have. And the difficulties of bouncing back in your 50s. 
Hmm. That's what it says. So it's not a memoir. No, it's no, not it a is, memoir. Yeah, it is, no. it is fiction. Yep. It's fiction. And she argues, yep. I mean, it's part autobiographical, Lori. And she argued that it's harder to recover from bad news in your 50s than in your 20s or 30s. And she added that in the eyes of many people, women, particularly those over 50, were often blamed for the setbacks they had to overcome. And she said she found relief turning 60. Um, and she mentions in the book, not eating. I mean, because it sounds weird because the story goes back and forth like it's a memoir and then it's not, you know. Right. Lori, so it's it's weird. But she, um, I just thought it was really sad because... She says that she regrets choosing her career and that she was dating in her 30s and 40s. And then when she broke up after her 10-year marriage to the ballerino, she didn't move to Connecticut and didn't have sex for five years and um, realizes that she's truly alone. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't know if she's going to, how this book is going to sell because it says, is there still sex in the city? There's a picture of Candace Bushnell with two poodles sitting on a couch. And um, she gives this classic examination of female friends. I mean, the book looks like it's a self-help book or an essay book. It in no way gives the idea that it's fiction. Fiction. Um, Yeah, but they they have all the characters are mentioned. It's a bunch of uh, women. It's so it's oh, yeah, over it dives, 50 living yeah. in New yep. York, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just like it's it's really weird because even like I read a review of Entertainment Weekly gave this a C this wow. book. So neither of you have dived. Have no, I haven't started that. Okay. We we're, we're reading that good, the dog one. Uh, yeah, we're reading two other good books I know, right we have, now. Donnie, we've Donnie got, I was uh, loving the books this weekend. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. so. We have good ones coming up, people. So I mean, maybe she's saying this. Uh, I she just needs some publicity because, like, right. I would look at that book, and I just took it that is uh, it is a book of essays, and she it isn't, Lori. Yeah, it's it's a brand. Brand new set of characters who are embarking on dating and adventures and grappling with life changes in middle age. Yeah, she she's got the wrong cover on this book, in my opinion. Right, because it really looks like it's and then doing this interview. She's on the cover with dogs. It looks like it's about her. You're right. Yeah, and I mean it doesn't like uh, Ellen Hildebrand, Summer of '69. That cover brings you in. You see the. Chairs on Nantucket. I no, mean, it's an odd choice. she is a fiction. I mean, she can write fiction. We've read her before. She was in our studio. Anyway, but uh, okay, so she's giving interviews. She's, people say it's downright boring. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's why they gave it that cover. Maybe it's so boring. They're like, the only way we can sell it is to trick people and then think it's Cand- <laughs> Candace Bushnell writing funny essays about. Getting the Mona Lisa, which is apparently what they call vag reju. Yeah, if which you get I've that never surgery, heard that before. The Mona Lisa. Yep. Yeah, I don't even. I can speculate why this. Why? Well, you never really know if you're smiling down there or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I you had to Donnie, ask her, didn't you? Well, I needed her to tell me oh, why because she's like. Yeah. Oh, of course. Like, I, mean, I, don't know. I have to call you on those things because I know you don't yeah. think. Well, that's my So you thought. never really you know, know if you're, how, how your smile is. That down there, yeah, you know, it should not be smiling wide open. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
You want a closed lip smile? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Is there going to be stories about that? About all of this? Because the Entertainment Weekly, which is now apparently Entertainment Monthly, yeah, Entertainment Monthly said that one thing that they felt that Candace Bushnell skipped over in this book was uh, getting divorced. Maybe her character in the book leaves a ten-year marriage. Say, yeah. That's probably what it is. A character that's basically Candace Bushnell leaves her husband, uh-huh. who's younger of 10 years, yeah. and they were married 10 years, that the whole thing in the book is like a paragraph about what she learned. Like, you know, like if you're married to somebody for 10, I mean, there's got to be more to say than a paragraph. You think? Well, this is the part, this is the part that makes me sad is um, when I got, you know, as a... When I was in my 30s and 40s, I didn't think about having a fa- starting a family. When I got divorced and I was in my 50s, I started to see the impact of not having children and of truly being alone. I do see that people with children have an anchor in a way that people with kids don't. Well, I know that that's if to say if your kids, you know, like people get estranged from their kids yeah. or whatever. Well, sure, but she's, I feel like, I don't know if she's an only child. I mean, it just made me sad I think for Candace her. Bushnell has been hungry for 25 or 30 years. Maybe all of her life, Julia. Hungry for what? Food. She's well, she doesn't eat till 4 p.m. because she's not hungry, she said. We saw how thin she yes. was. She's lived in New York since like the late 70s, so the heyday of New York. I don't know. The heyday of New York is not there anymore because she even says that. Yeah. The writer admitted that she finds New York boring yeah. and consensual. And and maybe she's not a, an auntie. She doesn't have like, like I have always felt like I've got, I've seeded money and good times to so many nieces and nephews. I don't have any fear about that. You know, well, right? I wonder if she seeded her and auntie I birthed May. My children. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs>